0: For them, I would just say take the leap and yeah. commit, commit into choosing like if you are a swimmer in a triathlete, commit to doing one race because that's where it's gonna you're gonna really get to know yourself. You learn and grow from doing things that make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, so for those people who are just starting, sometimes it's you know, it's really tough and challenging to do things that in the unknown it's not comfortable. Like the top people and just anyone can tell you that how they grew was just doing those little things. So I would say take you know take that leap and find an instructor, find a coach, find a mentor who can help you in that, whether it's triathlon, swimming, or whatever you want to do. Trust them and trust yourself, you know, because the first step is to commit. And then from there you execute, right? So once you commit, you're committing to yourself and to the people that you want to go ahead with, you know, and just keep challenging yourself.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Triathlete Beat Podcast, season two, episode number five. On this episode, we're joined by my longtime friend, Christine Garrido. Christine is a certified swim instructor and has taught swimming for over 10 years. Did you ever have that friend growing up that was really, really good at swimming and was always competing at swim competitions on the weekends? Yeah, for me, that was Christine. She recently founded Breathe and Splash Swim School, which serves swimmers of all levels throughout Miami-Dade and Broward County. Christine has been swimming since she was seven years old. She was a competitive swimmer throughout her childhood all the way to college and even swam for the Peruvian national team. She's also provided sports mental performance coaching and consulting services to many high schools and private swim teams. When Christine's not coaching swimmers, she spends time with her son, Joachim, who is 16 months old and already loving the water. You can say he's a natural. Christine also continues to swim herself and regularly competes in open water swims and triathlons. I've raced with her before and yeah, she's pretty fast. Christine shares with us her journey of how she got into swimming as a kid and how she fueled her passion for the sport to eventually start her own swim school. She gives tips on how we can train our mind to get out of a rut and even gets into how she kept health and fitness as a top priority throughout her pregnancy. I had a great time chatting and catching up with Christine. You can really feel how passionate she is about swimming and helping others be the best they can be, both mentally and physically. This episode was originally recorded on June 9th, 2020. The three-month delay is totally my fault. It's been a pretty busy past few months, so I apologize for the delay. Since this recording, Christine's Swim School has grown so much that they now have a team of instructors. So great job, Breathe and Splash Swim School. Keep it up, and I can't wait to see your continued success. I really hope you all enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here's my chat with Christine Garrido. All right, Christine, how's it going?
0: Good, good. It's going well, Jeremy. I'm so happy that we're on. We've known each other for so long, and you know, it's nice to have this conversation now with you.
1: Yeah, I know. I think it's uh, this conversation has been inevitable. You know, I, I, I think you, you would have known that I had to get you on the podcast at some point because, like you said, we've known each other for so long. We're from the same town, yes. went to the same school. Yep. Um, matter of fact, I had Kim Ermaza on that podcast a few episodes ago, and you're very good friends with her.
0: I am. Um, I am.
1: So, shout out to Kim. Yeah. Race together, we've done a sprint triathlon together. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just really excited to uh to have you on and I'm glad our schedules aligned finally.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. I'm happy. Yeah, we, we made it happen. Now we're here. We're on.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh just to start off, um, like what have you been up to these days? I know at the time of this recording, you know, quarantine is well, I don't know if it's ended, but a lot of things are reopening. Um, yeah, so what is it that you're up to these days?
0: Yeah. Um a lot. Um, a lot and, and and not so much, which is a good thing. So a lot because I've now uh, started this new business. Um, as I was telling you, this, the swimming school, um, you know, where I'm just um, constructing that. Um, and also I am a full-time mother. I have a son who's 13 months uh, old, you know, so I, that for me is, is a full-time job. And I say mother, but before I was a mother, I was a person. So just like, you know, now just having this role as, you know, being there for my son, it's very challenging and different so you know i have that i have the swimming school the good thing and like what i was saying like the quiet part is that i've had also time for myself which um i'm very grateful for because i've always been on the go
1: (laughs) yeah that's awesome well so swim school right you i know i see it on instagram all the time all your posts and it's really cool tell us a little bit about the swim school and um who do you who do you cater to uh who do you teach how does it all work
0: yeah so uh the swimming school it's all inclusive it's for everyone um, swimming is very important, it's, especially being in Florida and Miami, you know, we, we had to learn how to swim. Um, so mm-hmm. I have it for infants, kids, and adults. Uh, so it's like survival swimming, you know, to work on techniques and to build endurance. So I have, you know, just to learn the techniques, build endurance, water safety, and then I have the competitive swimming. Um, so those who, you know, want to pursue it and, you know, do something with it. Um, and then, of mm-hmm. course, with my, with my school background in sports psychology and applied behavior analysis, I'm able to implement all, you know, everything that I have that I have uh, learned, um, you know, so all-inclusive, build awareness and develop athletes. So that's what I, w- I would like to do with, yeah, with the swim school.
1: By the way, for those who are watching this on video, Christine's like in, in the patio right now in the backyard. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so there, that's the pool.
1: There's the pool right there. So that's great. I know that, you know, swimming has been a huge part of your life. You're, you're very passionate about it. And I'm glad that you've been able to, you know, turn your passion into to doing something full time. Um, what I like to do is kind of take it back and see, you know, where you came from as far as how you grew up athletically. Um, yeah. Besides swimming, and we can get into swimming, what were some of the first sports that you did? Or was it just like swimming all the way?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, just like you, you know, I know you were involved in sport and music. Um, You know, I was involved in like every sport you can think about from gymnastics, ballet, basketball, track and field, um, swimming. And, you know, it was everything. Um, I did choose swimming when I was around like seven. That was like what I loved. Um, And then music, you know, I did the violin, the piano. So I have that background as well. And I I competed everywhere, like for both music and and sport. I made it as far like for my swimming. I made it as far as like States in high school. And then um, in Peru, I swam you know, nationally for that team. And um, I was oh, wow. in the FIU team for a little bit, but then decided I didn't want to, you know, continue mm-hmm. with the team. And then from there, I, I picked up tra- track on, um sprint triathlon um which i actually started when i was 10 not everyone knows this about me but i actually did start when i was very young and then i stopped for a very long time and then i got back to it when how
1: I, did you end up doing that when you were so young so so christine's been doing this way before that I, way before <laughs> i have i've been doing this that's a pretty young yeah. age how did you yeah. get into that like is yeah
0: so um i was part of the the miami shores uh swim team and there was this girl named allison wyatt her who's her dad was like you know huge like the ultimate athlete. <laughs> and he, I would stay with her sometimes after practice, cause my parents would be working and he would, after swimming, you know, we would eat with, with them and then we would go out for a run. And then, um, you know, he then said like, Christine, you know, you totally got the endurance, you know, she got in a am with my daughter. So we, we did it together and then we did, wow. we did several, we did several together. Yeah. With Alison Wyatt.
1: What was, what is the training like when you're 10 years old <laughs> for like a sprint, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, tell you the truth. I, I always just liked the rush of like sprinting. like with swimming, I, I was always, I think very, um, it was very natural for me to just like go from one end to the other end, you know? Right. and and you know be strong and like my kick was always good so for triathlon like i just saw it as like um, the same thing kind of like a rush mm-hmm. um and it was fun to see other people doing it you know it was really yeah. exciting to be part of you know the same like you know try with other people like other kids you know and yeah it was fun it was just and i always wanted to like improve like my time even when i was little <laughs> um but but the funny thing is too like I would want to improve my time but at the same time I never wanted to leave like the person who I was racing with behind so I would hold their hand so Alex and I oh. there's, pictures of, there's pictures of us just grabbing each other's hands and just finishing the cross <laughs> the finish line
1: yeah, that's really powerful. Like even at ten years old, you know, you have this fierce competitive spirit, but you're also, you know, with the person you're training with, you're like, hey, we're in this together. Let's do this together. Let's finish this together.
0: Yeah, I mean, now that I'm refle- I'm reflecting on it, I'm older, it's it's a good thing, and I also think it was like it also was like um not sabotaging myself, but it was also maybe like um a negative thing for me in the sense that I would never fully commit to my competitive edge, you know, which I think is important to, um, you go all in, you know, you can have like team spirit, but, um, I think when you, when you think of that all the time and you don't want to like fully commit and have a competitive edge, then it's almost like, am I thinking too much about the other person? You know, cause I think at the time I felt, I felt bad, you know, like finishing the line before there, you know, um, I realized that it did, I think affect a little bit like with my confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, when it, when it came to training and stuff, so if a person did pass me, I'm like, wait, what the heck is going on? We're supposed to be finishing together. <laughs> you know, it was like a friend, you know. So it's like one of those things.
1: <laughs> I mean, you were helping the friend there, and now you're helping others with swimming. And so, for those who don't know, like like the sprint triathlon distance, the distances distance is it's no Ironman race. Like in triathlon, there's various distances, and the sprint mm-hmm. it's usually like around a quarter mile swim, a ten mile bike, and a three-mile run or a five-k run, which yeah. you know isn't—it's not really that long if you're already active. And yeah. for, for a ten-year-old, I guess it's not even—it shouldn't be that bad either. So, yeah, if you ever thinking about doing a triathlon, sprint, or a super sprint, which is even shorter distance, is definitely the way to go.
0: Yes, um, and if you're not—if you're not sure, I think because sometimes you know it's important to know like your motives, like why you're joining a sport. You don't know that when you're young. Right. And you kinda of just wanna like follow the crowd and you know, mm-hmm. just do it um because it's a fun thing. But when you're older, I think you're old enough to like no like no, like what are why am I doing this sport? Like, you know, it's a it's a good thing to I think get away from stuff. Yeah. Um get out of your head. Just it's a lot of training. It's also a good thing like to get in shape, you know, like you know, you have a really strong body.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So I think knowing your motives as to like why you're doing the sport is I think so important.
1: Definitely. That why is super important. Yeah. You mentioned uh, swimming nationally for Peru. What is, what's that all about? I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, as you know, my mother is Peruvian. Yep. And we'd go to Peru like every year. Um, we, I, she has four uh, brothers and sisters over there. She was the only one who came to the States. Um, until my, her other sister came later on, but she's now passed away. But now she has other siblings mm. in Peru. And, you know, I, I've always liked the culture over there. I always, like, told my mom, like, I'm going to live here. Cool. You know, because um, it's a very different culture. Um, now that I'm older, I definitely don't want to live there. Just vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when I was when I was young, I would make my I would make my uncle drive me to the pools like I didn't want to just vacation. I also wanted to swim. And then even at an older age, he would drive me, you know, and it wasn't always it wasn't very close, the pool to the house, but it, it was a little distance, you know, but he would drive me, mm. um, you know, I guess I was like his his kids didn't do sports. So I think he was like happy, you know, OK. I can, you know, I'm prepared. So I would do it, train by myself. And then finally a coach came to me and was like, what are you doing training by yourself? Join our team. Um, let's see, like, what your times are, you know. So I, you know, showed, like, my times and what I can do. And then he put me on the team. And then he signed me up for races. So I had to get a DNA, e you know, to become – it's like a resident. Okay. Yeah, I had to, like, go through that process. And then I was part of the, I was part of the team. And then I – I swam.
1: <laughs> so would that? Would you do that on your vacations there?
0: It was just two summers. It was just like that one competition. That I mean, I was swimming mostly in Florida. But you know, when I went to Peru, you know, I was swimming there for a little bit too.
1: So. That's pretty cool. That's a, that's a fun yeah. fact. I know that you're very very decorated in your your swimming career. I know you mentioned that you swam for was it FIU also. So then you said you like stopped or stopped competing competitively. So how did that all come about, and what brought upon that decision?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. So, I was with a swim team in the summer. Um, I didn't really know what I was going through. There was a couple of years where I was burnt out from swimming, actually. And I didn't really know, you know, what I wanted to do with swimming. Like, my identity was, like, I'm an athlete, right? Mm. Um, I didn't see myself as a person before an athlete. And I assumed I had to be part of the team. And in high school, I, I was part of a three varsity sports um, never committed to swimming, you know, so I wasn't able to get a, a, a scholarship mm. for college. So I went on a walk on, of course, I had the times for to be a walk on in the summer. I, I liked it because again, I was in training and it made me feel good, but I, I was kind of going through the motions. I didn't, I, my why didn't, I didn't know my why mm. for swimming until when the coach told me, the head coach who came back from Romania, she was actually my coach, when I was little told me, I'm sorry, there's no room for you in the team what after after this is like when we came back and i was trying mind you i was training with them Uh, assistant coach said you're fine like you can be part of the team because you have the times she told me this i got i got very sad and let's just say i you know started partying and i was like i lost myself for a very long time because what i know what i knew for a long time was swimming and that's where i got my confidence from like i was really overcompensating a lot of things with swimming i was upset i was angry and then um I had time to get all that anger out and all that frustration out and just realize like what I was creating. Um, Cause I know I had to be accountable, like, you know, for, okay, I, you know, if I really wanted to swim in college, you know, I would have taken a seriously in high school. So, um, I just had to really reflect and, and be accountable, like as to the decisions that I made and everything. And then after the, the anger out, that's when I went back to Peru and I went back to swimming, but this time, the reason why i was doing it it wasn't for my family it wasn't for stuff that wasn't because of me it was more so because water has always it has always been like my my safe place It's very therapeutic for me it's um very calming for me so i went back to swimming in peru and that was uh it was two years later where i then um i started in peru like the team yeah so this this time the reason why i did it is because you know i it was coming for me and at the same time, I think it was a way to like exit swimming career. Like, yeah, you know, like
1: one last, uh, one last final. <laughs> right.
0: Like I, w- okay. I wasn't part, I wasn't a part of the FIU team, but okay. I was part of the Peruvian yeah.
1: team, you know, which, yeah. which was
0: nice. I felt welcomed, open arms and, um wow. a different
1: area that's swimming such a big part of your life and you're doing this every single year and then you know mm-hmm. so competitively in in high school and then it's kind mm-hmm. of the natural thing to do once you get to college and then you kind of get screwed over which you know it's unfortunate and, and I can't imagine the the pain and disappointment brought to you, but it happened. Everything happens for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's pretty awesome to have getting to swim on the national team for Peru. So um, congratulations on that. (laughs) Thank
0: thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And then so, yeah, so you were in college around that time, right? Yeah. What was your major at the time and what were you setting your sights on as far as like career?
0: Yeah. So as far as career, I started in biology major at FIU because I wanted to do physical therapy. I thought I was going to be a physical therapist. Um, I did hours at the Montana Hospital with a physical therapist and I, I just wasn't feeling it. So then I went back to my advisor and I switched to psychology. So I, I was a psychology major. Yeah. And then, um, you know, with psychology major, I I stuck with it. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. until. So it took me five years to finish um, at FIU. And then at the, um, the last year is when I, I met actually a sports psychologist at Nova. You know, he told me about like what it is and I researched in schools you know in in Florida and they only had two for masters Barry University and FSU mm-hmm. so obviously I chose I chose Barry since I live very close to it <laughs> um and it was a great program because it helped me become reflective and you know with all that mm-hmm. like I said all that overcompensating you know that I was doing on confidence self-esteem and just a lot of yeah. reflection so it helped me I actually did a triathlon when I was at Barry, and it oh. was my best yeah, it was my, my best time that I did um, with the help of sports psychologists. Um, they really trained me, prepared me, like with the mental aspect, mm-hmm. you know, because the training isn't, always, isn't only physical, it's also mental, you know. And now I'm learning too that it's also good to get out of your head, to be able to get out of your head and be present. I then started helping other people you know, who are triathletes and and athletes, you know, with that mental component.
1: How did that all work out? I mean, I assume like a lot of athletes have the same kinds of feelings about certain things like not being good enough or maybe there's a lot of pressure on them to compete at a certain level. What kind of, um, you know, with the triathletes or whichever athletes, what kind of encounters and situations that you, you had to deal with?
0: Yeah, um, a lot. <laughs> it, and like, like you, like the question that you asked in the beginning was like, where you come from, and I think it's very important. It's just starting from there, um, like you know, where do you come from? Just really understanding like the reason why they're doing what they're doing, their motives, their beliefs, their values, and then from there, trying to figure out how to. To help them enhance their performance, to improve their performance using certain techniques and skills. So it's, it's basically, you know, connection over correction. Just building that trust with that person, you know, just having like organic conversations and, you know, just seeing what's, what, what's happening. So it's n- not trying to impose like your beliefs and values, but yeah. hearing theirs and, and going from there.
1: That would have been really useful in, <clears throat> I think, in high school, like basketball. I, well, for me, it was basketball across country and and tennis and it would have been yeah. cool to have someone there just to keep our, our mental states in check you know
0: that's so true um, yeah. as a young adolescent you know we don't know about becoming aware right about reflecting yeah. <laughs> unless we have that person who's who's there to help us if we're doing it for fun you know that's okay there's also like maybe part of us that wants to do something with it but we don't have that person to help us improve our performance you know then we're, we're kind of we're stuck we kind of just go through that that cycle, like, we're like on a hamster, and uh you know those hamster wheels <laughs> yeah just going just going through the motion not having any direction right not having a road map
1: <laughs> right That kind of just reminds me of like when you mentioned you know you stopped swimming competitively in FIU that reminded mm-hmm. me of like when I realized that I wasn't gonna go to the NBA <laughs> <laughs> well, like but, you know basketball for me was like uh was everything growing up and you know yeah. i did JV for two years and then when i was a junior <clears throat> i was i was doing varsity and you know i wasn't as good as the other guys and i was getting zero playing time and then i had to make a decision like all right well <clears throat> traveling to games during the week and on the weekends is taking up a lot of time i you know yeah. i had like ap classes and I had to 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 realize what I wanted to put forth more of my focus. So, yeah, you know, I went to school, and and in that, it also opened up me doing cross country, which I fell in love with cross country, and fell mm-hmm. in love with running, and still do it today. So, yeah, it all yeah. happens for a reason.
0: <laughs> I know. I agree. I agree. Everything does.
1: So, well, you had this sports mental training, uh, mental performance consultancy. And you have now the swim, the swim school. So I know you mentioned to me before that you're kind of transitioning to doing the swim school full time. mm
0: -hmm. So full time swim school, and then uh, we'll be really. I I have this trainer that I've met, and she's opened my eyes to a lot of things. It's a self mastery. You know, I believe in self development, and you know, spending time and money, and just working on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, This my trainer who I'm with is helping me with just like awareness and attention. So now I've changed a lot of like, um, you know, using certain techniques, but what I've been taught from my programs, you know, I still implement. But awareness and attention is is, is key. And then mindset, you know, I think is also important. Mm-hmm. Um, but first we have to have we have to you know create awareness and mm-hmm. with awareness, we can be fully present because if we're not, then we're, you know, in our heads and we're just we're not there, we're not connecting with the person. We're trying to like plan, analyze, um, everything, you know, we lose like a little connection. So like with the self mastery that I was, you know, that I've been taught with, with my trainer, um, you know, I'm, I am using a lot of that, like, you know, with, uh, with the kids and the adults, you know, that I've, that I've been, um, training with and then, um, you know, naturally, you know, because of, I think my, my optimism and my, my positive attitude and, you know, my, um my like my discipline and like you know just be kind like all these values and that i have like i think that naturally comes out and that then reflects on to the other people so so yeah so it's it's honestly just you know using those those techniques you know just present awareness and um yeah and just what's coming naturally
1: yeah i think self-awareness is is huge and I'm, i'm surprised that it wasn't talked about as much as much while growing up, or like in school, or anything like that, I only, yeah. you know, came upon the term in the past couple of years. Just kind of, you know, watching some people on YouTube and some, uh, you know, life life coaches out there and stuff like that. Realizing who who really you are, and you know, your why, like you said, the why as yeah. to why you do things, you choose to do this, and mm-hmm. knowing your strengths and weaknesses and what you really want to mm-hmm. pursue. That's yeah. some deep some deep stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it's a journey, you know, and it's like sometimes we're creating these identities that's not really us so it's like getting real with ourselves, you know and the only way to do that is just to be quiet, is to be still, is to stop doing you know, and uh, that's what I've been doing for my entire life so that's why like during these times I'm fortunate and grateful to have help from my family and friends, you know, to be with my son so I can just be quiet and still because my son requires so much attention. You know, he's a kid as a kid, you get you have all the attention. (laughs) So that's why I know he's okay. You know, I, I don't want to make it about myself. Um, Yeah. yeah. Awareness, just that awareness piece.
1: It seems like you got something really really good going on. I really like how you're really active on uh on Instagram with the swim school. yeah It's just great to see you interacting with with the kids as how, what's like the youngest child that you've taught so far
0: yeah um the the little one right now is eight months, so the smallest one I'm with is eight months, and the oldest right now that I'm with is ten years old, and I'm gonna start with someone who's thirty so oh really <laughs> yeah, like he wants to um he wants to like work on his techniques mm-hmm. because he likes to go out in the ocean, you know, and he yeah. wants to work on, he wants to work on that. So yeah, so it's a, it's a good range.
1: So um, what, what advice other than the fact that we live in Miami, or if you don't live in Miami, what are some of the advantages of uh, kids learning to swim at a, at an early age?
0: Well, it's definitely not um, just like a summer sport. It's a, it's a life. you know Mm. it's important because the drowning rates right Mm. now is the top cause of death you know it's really high the drowning rates you know so drowning is is um is number one for kids under five right now um there's been a lot of a lot of incidents whether you have a fence you know because kids are smart they pick up on stuff Mm -hmm. and they're not being if they're not being watched um you know they can they can fall into the pool so it's important to learn those those survival skills you know and just like you know for me swimming was it became like my passion yeah I got tired of it but it's still my passion you know for those who really want to pursue it it's a great thing because you know they can do something with it they can become the next olympic swimmer (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) you you never know
0: Um, you never you never know you never know um you know michael phelps he knew at 10 years old that he was going to be olympic swimmer Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That's I mean I took lessons at the old Miami Shores pool back when it was in its original location. Oh, okay. Um and just just I don't know maybe like 2 years when I was 5 or 6 or something and then after that stopped the lessons cuz it was always like a summer thing. And yeah. then I think when I was 12 the Miami Shores pool moved to like its new location and my mom was like takes women lessons during the summer it takes women lessons Cause I didn't yeah. like eat, going to pool parties. My mom would be worried for me like, because I didn't know how to swim. So, yeah. you know, I was like, no mom, that's not cool. I'm, I'm 12 years old. Like I'm 13. <laughs> like, I'm too old to learn how to swim, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I did a summer of, I did a summer of uh, swim lessons there. And then fast forward to college, senior year of college. When I started training for my first triathlon, I'm like, man, I, w- I wish I kept up those lessons. Yeah, it's really great. And speaking of triathlon, I wanna to talk about that one race that we did. It was the Escape to Miami Triathlon, right? Yeah. So that was that the last one you did, or did you did you happen to do some uh, after that?
0: Um, I did one after.
1: You to after that with
0: um, with one of my friends, uh, Sophia. I was training with her at Fast Switch before they changed the name. Now it's called Athletics. Uh, I met her at Barry, actually. Um, you know, she's a very sweet girl. She's now back at home. Because of a visa, uh, but we were training together at Fastwitch and um, she she told me, she's like, I wanna do a triathlon with you. So we were so we started training together. So that was the one that did after after the one that we did together.
1: So that race was Escape to Miami and there's a swim in Biscayne Bay and it's in Margaret yes. Pace Park over in Miami. Yes. The yes. bike we had to go south or north across the MacArthur Causeway, which we run into like there's like two bridges over the causeway. Yeah. And the run was kind of through the park. I forgot where it went, but not too bad. 5k run. Yeah. I just remember like you did really well, but you especially crushed it on the swim. Didn't you get like first in your age group or something in the swim <laughs> or something like I that? I did. I did. Yeah.
0: And no, I'm usually, um, you know, when you have a chance like go in the front or the back, you know, when you start to swim. Yeah. I always put myself in the front um, and, yeah, I just, I go super fast, I sprint, so I can, you know, stay, stay ahead, and, yeah, it's always, it's always been where I've been, um, first out of the water, usually, yeah.
1: That's just to give some perspective out there, because, like, I, I myself, I'm, like, a middle, middle of the pack person, but if, usually the swimmers that are at the front, they're, they, those are, like, the top, the top athletes, the fastest swimmers, so, you know, Christine has some, uh, some fins on her.
0: (laughs) I do.
1: You didn't know this? I'm part fish, Jeremy. fish. <laughs> yeah, some I'm gills. <laughs> I, I do.
0: I do. You know, I'm, I'm a unique person. I was yeah. born like
1: this. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I have another friend who I met for work. He was a swimmer too, like a collegiate swimmer, and he got into yeah. triathlon as well. And I think there's something about, you know, performing one sport at such a high level for so long. Like yeah. triathlon is, it can become like a really natural sport to just hop into because you already have that discipline and you, you know, you have good cardio and and technique and um habits to mm-hmm. to do the other sports and then you just slide in and be like, all right, I'm a triathlete now.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And you're right, those habits it's more valuable when it's coming from us. Like having that intrinsic motivation, you know, being motivated by ourselves, yeah. not needing a team to wake us up at four or five o'clock in the morning, which is okay if you want to be part of a team, but Just having that for yourself is really important, Um, especially as a triathlete. Especially if you want to do long distance, it's you, your mind, and that's it. You know, like there's no one else pushing you or telling you what to do. I absolutely think that habits are, you know, and it's created from us at a young age. You know, so I think that that's really helpful. And it can be learned, you know, just like anything in life, we can always learn from other people. So absolutely.
1: So I want to get into some tips, maybe, uh, you know, some mental, motivational or inspirational tips, some practical tips that we can give to some of the listeners out there. And I want to provide a scenario.
0: <clears throat> I mm-hmm. think
1: it's something that we've all run into sometimes. It's something that I run into all the time. And it's when, you know, an active person who, you know, does sports, whether it be swimming, biking or running, tennis, basketball mm-hmm. or what have you and they get into a rut, you know, they get into this time where life gets in the way whether it be kids or having a kid or job gets really crazy or a pandemic happens and then they kind of fall off and lose track of you know the healthy habits of being active. So, you know, what advice would you give to that person to kind of get themselves out of that out of that state, out of that rut to get back on to, you know, having those good habits again and being active?
0: Yeah. First, what I would say is that it's okay to have emotions. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel, to not suppress them and to not hide them, you know, um, to let them out, let it all out and to get really real with yourself. Um, to get very present. From there, it's like you have a blank piece of paper, you can now create something from your your identity from your best self, starting with this, you know, blank state, you can then, you know, create what you want to do or envision in your life, you know, whether it's personal, aesthetically, financially, like whatever it is that you want to do, um, you know, and to not forget, like you're a person before anything. Mm. Um, there's a lot of distract distractors out there, a lot of people you know, telling us what we should or should not be doing, you know, who, are we, who we should not be with, you know. Um, so that's why it's so important to just have a place to be quiet from there. Like I said, you know, create what you want going back for as a triathlete, right? So if you do want to do a triathlon, okay, create a schedule for yourself, right? Um, and this has to be done. Like I said, it has to be done when you're very, like, present and aware. Um, have a schedule for yourself it's important to have you know like what you've been doing before like to not change it Mm -hmm. you know and whatever was not working before you know to change that (laughs) it's not serving if it's not serving you change it first it's just to you know like i said release those emotions (laughs) blank state blank piece of paper then from there it's to create what you want to envision in your life um you know and to remember you're a person before anything and then from there just remember those habits that you have you know and to do what's serving you and to discontinue what's not serving you that's why it's good to have a mentor or coach in life you know
1: yeah and i think um going off of those habits i think one thing to add to that is like remember the small wins like don't don't discount the the small wins that yeah, you, yes. you know if someone's resorting to instead of going out for a run sitting on the couch and eating like chips and and pizza mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe tomorrow, instead of doing eating like chips and pizza, which I eat chips and pizza if there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, no, like, I I was having a Coke today. Yeah. I, got
0: myself, I got myself a Coke.
1: But if like the, if the person is doing that like three four days a week, maybe shrink that to one two days a week, and replace yeah. those other days with you know doing ten jumping jacks and ten push-ups, and that's a that's a win. It's a small win. And yeah. if you do that day after day, then it turns into habits. And then from there, it'll, you can really get into creating something for yourself that, that uh, where you want to be, basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's coming from you, right? It's not coming from someone else. Because I think it's easy, right, sometimes to be motivated because um, other people are motivated. And that's why it's so important to, to really just make sure, like, I'm doing this because I want to do it, not because it's the it's cool next thing. Yeah. You know, um, so absolutely Yeah,
1: it's so hard. I mean, even today with like social media and stuff, it's so easy to like compare and you know, see everyone's highlight reels of of, of what they're doing and then you're like, Oh man, I'm sitting here and I'm not where they are and I want to mm-hmm. be, but you know, it's just get you gotta be, be in your own head and do things yeah. for for you. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah,
0: absolutely. People I think will attract the right people. You know, it'll show. Just being like, you know, just authentic self, right? Yeah. <laughs> People will see that.
1: Be your authentic self. Major key. Major key. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough sometimes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you have to find, find, sometimes you have to find your authentic self, but you do that by just trying a bunch of things and doing what feels right to yourself. Yeah. Great. So I wanted to get into your son. So what's his name again? Joaquin. Joaquin, right? 13 yes. months. Wow. He's 13 months. It's been a year. Yeah, he's growing so it's been fast. A, it's,
0: been, it's been a year and a month. He's gonna be 14 months. The 12th of this month.
1: Oh wow! Well, happy you know one year. Happy one year and a month to him. Birthday. <laughs> Thank happy you. Happy belated Mother's Day to you. Your first. Your first Mother's Day. Second.
0: So My first. Your
1: first Mother's Day. Come
0: on, yeah. Jeremy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm losing track
1: of, t- of time here.
0: Yeah, because no, I know your sister. She also has a kid. Yep.
1: You know? Yep. Yeah, we celebrated her first as well. But they grow so fast, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's is he walking already? Right, he's walking, right? He's,
0: he's running.
1: He's running. <laughs> he's,
0: he's running, and oh my god, I can't keep up with him sometimes because I <laughs> I would he'll be with me, and then like I literally put something down, and he's like on the other side of the room.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> i remember seeing like you were working out like when you were still pregnant with him
0: mm-hmm. yeah throughout the entire pregnancy i was so
1: i imagine <laughs> working out isn't really at the top of your list of uh easy things to do or things that one would want to do while they're pregnant so how do you have any tips out there for those who you know are pregnant and what are the benefits and how can they will themselves to ex- exercise and um, stay active while being pregnant
0: so for me, a priority has always been health and fitness my entire life. So when I was pregnant, I didn't want to change that. Like, again, it can we come back to like mindset and, you know, habits. Mm-hmm. So I I, um, I I was craving for two months. I was eating a lot of like pizza and stuff. But then I had to just tell myself, like, stop. Like I had to, you know, reflect and I had to go back to my priorities and um you know uh my values and everything so i you know i just it was just again t- a self-talk right i just had that with myself and i stopped eating the pizza and the, and the drinks. it's possible and just self-control is just having that you know inner dialogue with yourself um and having it written down on paper like i i love writing stuff down and having agreements to myself you know so um i told myself like i'm going to eat healthy i'm going to drink a lot of water i'm going to maintain and i love i mean i was swimming throughout the entire pregnancy and You know, Mm. again, swimming is is what I love. So, um, and it was, it was helpful. Um, It was helpful to be in the water to swim, um, you know, and I was going through a lot of emotions when I was pregnant. So swimming again, was like really, it was a release, you know, it was really helpful. Uh, It's kind of like
1: your constant, right?
0: It's always been my constant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, what I liked, I found the positive, like I was working a lot in my upper body. I've Mm. always, I've always worked when I was swimming before I was pregnant on my lower body. I always have a strong kick. Mm-hmm. but I was able to now focus on my upper body. Um, you know, I would, use, I would use a pool boy because the weight, I never had, you know, weight <laughs> on uh. me, you know, because of my belly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a good challenge, you know, to just work on that upper body. And, um, yeah, so I would just tell them, like, you know, just sit down with, like, you know, write down those priorities. And if health mm-hmm. and fitness is not one of those top priorities for that person, you know, um, that's okay. But I would, I would tell them, like, you know, now it's not just about us. It's about our son. And believe it or not, if you are, if you do become very obese when you're pregnant and you do have a lot of weight on you, it can be detrimental for your child. You know, that's why it's important to, yeah, to think, to think about those kind of right. things.
1: Awesome. So uh, how's your son in the pool? I, I know you've given him lessons. He loves it, right? From what I see on, on your posts, he's, he's going to be a natural, I assume.
0: Oh my gosh. He's obsessed with it. Like he's, <laughs> Yeah, he he loves it. He loves it. um He's super happy. And you know, at three months, I put him in the pool. And Jeremy, he pushed off my leg like by himself, and he just pushed off. And then I like let go because it was he was so strong, and he floated. Wow. Like when you be before you're six months, you can actually float. Like a baby's in water for you know for nine ten months, so yeah. you can put them in, you can put them in water. Like I had a water birth, and you know my he was in the water for a little bit. Like you know he was he's fine. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, that's why it's that's why it's so good to start a kid young, you know, to swim.
1: Mm-hmm. And one of those posts on your Instagram, I remember seeing, was I think it was a beautiful picture. I think you were you're pregnant, and you were like at the bottom of the pool, just kind of like looking up.
0: Oh yeah.
1: You know, that was that's such yeah. a cool photo. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine, you know, if Joaquin becomes like a really good swimmer, or I'm sure he's gonna love swimming. You know, to look yeah. back and be like you know that's 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 my mom and that's where i came from and that's where this this love and this passion for swimming came from you know that was that was a yeah. really cool photo
0: yeah yeah it'd be cool if he decides to you know choose that as sport i mean if not it's you know it's 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 up to him i'm going to be happy what what he chooses what he decides but absolutely
1: awesome so okay well we'll wrap this up in a little bit but do you have any uh any last closing thoughts for the audience out there most of my audience are those, you know, like swimmers, bikers, and runners at the beginning stages of their journeys where, okay. you know, they want to get into, into the sport or want to get into triathlon, which can be intimidating, but if you break mm-hmm. it down, it's really a much more attainable goal than it seems. So any mm-hmm. advice on that?
0: For them, I would just say, take the leap and yeah. commit, commit into choosing, like if you are a swimmer in a triathlete, commit to doing one race. Because that's where it's gonna, you're going to really get to know yourself, you learn and grow from doing things that make you uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, so for those people who are just starting, sometimes it's, you know, it's really tough and challenging to do things that in the unknown, it's not comfortable. But like, again, you know, like the top people, and you know, just anyone can tell you that how they grew was just doing those little things. Um, You know, so I would say take, you know, take that leap and find an instructor, find a coach, find a mentor, can help you in that whether it's triathlon swimming or whatever you want to do you know and trust them around uh, trust them and trust yourself you know Mm because the first step is to commit and then from there you execute right Mm so once you commit you're committing to yourself and to the people that you want to go ahead with you know and just keep challenging yourself
1: so awesome you heard it from christine take that leap commit to it find a coach find a mentor and you'll be well on your way to doing First race, whatever it may be. All right. Well, Christine, um, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, It's been really inspiring to see your journey. You know, I've known you for a long time, and I'm really glad that you are, you know, doing what you're passionate about, and that's being a daughter. And, um, you. you know, you're helping those out there. You're staying active. You know, it's always been a priority for you, which is inspirational. Even when you were pregnant, you were still. (laughs) Getting <laughs> getting your fitness on, so thank you in advance for all the few fu- all those who you'll help in the future, whether it be through yeah. swimming or uh, sports psychology or whatever it will be. Thank
0: you, thank you. Yeah, right,
1: yeah. You get yeah. back to lounging in your uh, really cozy backyard, and it's it's a beautiful day today. I'm glad because the weather's really sucked for the past week. But where can yes. everyone find you? Um, oh, shout oh, shout yeah. out your Instagram, whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if you guys are anyone looking for swimming lessons, you can be a a baby, a a kid or an adult at breathe and splash is my business page. Um, and then Facebook, you can find me at Christine Garrido, G-A-R-R-I-D-O.
1: All right. Well, I'll link up, uh, those social media links in the show notes. Check out the swim school. Um, she's doing really great stuff. This is the swim teacher that you all want out there. So hit it.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy.
1: (laughs) No problem. All right. Have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.
1: So that was me and Christine Garrido. It was a really fun chat and I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. I think it's really great to see friends turn their passions into full time careers. That's the dream, isn't it? Be sure to check out Christine and her swim school's journey on Instagram at Breathe and Splash. Once again, they are serving all levels of swimmers in the Miami Dade and Broward County area. While you're at it, you can check me out on Instagram as well at The Triathlete Beat, on Twitter at Triathlete Beat, and on YouTube at Jeremy Try, where I post the vlogs, triathlon tips and video snippets of the podcast. All of our social media links and more will be posted on this episode's show notes for your convenience. Last but not least, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please leave a review and subscribe on whichever podcast app that you're using and share it with some friends. It would really mean a lot to me and it really helps get the podcast out into the world. Alright, I will see you in the next episode. Until then, train happy, have fun, and just try. Thanks for taking a seat with the Triathlete Beat.